Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. So I'm so glad to have Sarah here with me from uh, Rome. Yeah. Sarah Grant, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. And as a very short uh, way of intro, uh, Sarah Grant was born into a family of artists 20 years ago in France. And uh, now she lives in Rome, a city that she absolutely adores. And she has always been fascinated by the cinema industry, which her father belongs to. And he actually introduced her into the world of cinema, where she is now working as a director's assistant and production assistant. Mm -hmm. And Sarah is also passionate about creating solutions to challenges and works at scomodo, which in uh, Italian uh, is the word for uncomfortable. It's a monthly newspaper and growing community dedicated to growing a new cultural model for the city of Rome. Uh, so, Sarah, uh, I mean, Rome is a fantastic city in many ways, uh, but it also has, has many big cities, lots of major shortcomings. Mm -hmm. uh, so, tell us, what is it that Scomodo really wants to achieve or to influence? And if you have a couple of, you know, examples of stuff yeah. that you do. Its main, like, focus is to influence only not young people, but all the people that live in Rome to make a change in their city, to feel like they need to be listened and to give their voice to a bigger project. Like, uh, we really care about, all the Roman people really care about Rome, but in a very emotional way. I only see it in Rome that people that belong to the city really feel like that is their city, their homes. So seeing the city the way it is today, it's very kind of painful for the people who live there. Mm. So with this project, we're trying to give something to the young people to grow with. So something they really feel part of. And it's not only a newspaper, like you said, a monthly newspaper that is only on paper not online, but it's also a growing community and especially a family. We all feel like it's a family mainly and doing something so special and so big with a family behind your back gives you a strength. What we do is organizing these events, very big events with thousands and thousands of people and we mainly have fun that's that's the mainly the main focus but we also try to make things for the people like we were doing a very beautiful project that we are still doing but it's going to take more time than we thought that's for a um, very poor neighborhood in Rome dangerous in a way they're selling drugs they're poor people and the condition is very poor and we're doing this massive event there that's called Torbella Sonia, because mm -hmm. it's Torbella Monaca, I don't know if you know it. And it will help the entire neighborhood grow, mm -hmm. because in a way they will do something different that will make them look better, that will make people feel better about it. And that's also something that we do. We help people see 
things differently and have a chance to do something good because they want to, but they might not have the chance to. That's also something. So you collect people through the events. You are inspiring them and giving them a vision of something better, and then yeah. you kind of work together for yeah. it, for it yeah. to unite kind of the forces and the, yeah. and the wish. Yeah, uh, and we are many, many, many people. We are like two hundred people working on this project. Mm-hmm. And if you want to work on it, you can come. You know, it, that's why we have so many people working on the project. And there might be people who don't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. But they're still part of the project and part of the family, and it's very important. And how many people are you reaching um, through, for example, the monthly newspaper and um, through this growing community? Do you have, you know, some sense of numbers? And we are only working there, two hundred people. And when we do an event, there is always like three thousand people, four thousand people. Mm-hmm. We even did an event where there were six thousand people. Mm-hmm. So we have a very big audience. And is the audience mainly 2025 yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's from yeah. 15 to 25. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's people who are 40, there's people who are 50, there's people who are 12. <laughs> we have a very big audience, very mixed. And is there like one uh, common denominator between all these people? What do you find... Uh... Apart from the love for, for yeah, the city of no, Rome. No, it's not just that. It's just uh, a need for a bigger change. Mm. Everyone just wants to do it because they need to, to speak out also. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they really just want to have a word on it and just feel part of something bigger and mm. not just be in the corner not talking, not being listened. They just want to be part of something bigger and make a drastic change, not mm. only in their city, but in general in the in the cultural moment that we're mm. living in our society. They want to be kind of not different, but meaningful mm. in a way. Mm. They want to mean something. So that's kind of a thing that makes us all the same, not the same, but similar in a way. Do you know if this um, type of community and this type of um, newspaper and so on is, exist anywhere else in any other city? Or is it something you want to replicate in, uh, for example, in Milan or other cities? Our community, there are similar communities like ours. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure there are communities that have a newspaper going a monthly newspaper. Mm. So I think that's what makes us different from the others. Mm. And it was born because of the newspaper. The community is something that happened after. We want to expand in all Italy and maybe in the future we'll expand to Europe and maybe the whole world. But (laughs) right now we're thinking about Italy and we're thinking Mm. about Milan, we're thinking about Naples and maybe Bologna. We still don't know exactly, but... Still, people in whole Italy knows us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people who know us in Milan and in Naples, but there are no copies in mm-hmm. Milan and Naples. And How do you distribute the newspaper in uh, Rome now? Mainly by car and <laughs> bikes. What and the points of places? Yeah, where... we have copies in uh, bookshops mm-hmm. and in schools. Mm-hmm. We're now also working in newspaper shops. We did a Notte Scomoda, you know. Notte Scomoda is one of these events that we make 
every twice a year, mm-hmm. three times a year. Mm. And the last one that we did, we occupied an entire train of the subway mm-hmm. in Rome mm-hmm. and we did a party inside mm-hmm. of the subway, like inside of the train. It was nice because we were a thousand people mm-hmm. inside a train with live music. We changed the color of the lights and the train and we did this incredible party. And we didn't do it because we wanted to have fun for a night. We did it because we wanted to say to the big powers, hey, we are young people who are saying something to you, but you don't listen. Mm-hmm. This thing like that, the subway, doesn't work. We need more. There's people who live everywhere in the city, but they're not listened. They need a way to move. They need public transport to really work. So we did this. We still haven't been listened, but it's okay. We tried. We are very happy that we always try. Sometimes things might not work, but it's okay. And the people who were on board on that train, what was the reaction? Yeah, it was... I mean, the people wearing with us, wearing with Scomodo, were very fascinated about it. No one said, you can do it, you, uh-huh. you shouldn't do it, that's bad. Everyone was very happy about it. And we went all the way with our copies of the newspaper, say, uh, giving it to people and saying, that's Scomodo, we're doing an event. Please don't be mad at us, okay? So if you want, you can come, you can dance. Mm-hmm. And people came, people came mm-hmm. to the event and people enjoyed the music and danced with us. And it was it was a very great moment. I mean, it was full of... I was very emotional and that was very touching for me, mm-hmm. seeing all these people together, enjoying mm-hmm. their time for a bigger cause also. And it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, does media help you in any way? For example, okay, you did this like... A blitz uh, occasion so it mm-hmm. was not planned it was not like uh, yeah uh, things were not planted you just did it right yeah but if you would have combined it with maybe i don't know a media reportage or something it would probably put, put spotlight on your on your bigger cause do you get attention from media like bigger newspapers like the corriere della sera mm-hmm. messaggero always write about us uh-huh. sometimes positive sometimes negative but they always write about us, and that's good anyway. And you mentioned um, before when we spoke about, uh, you know, education and so on, that you've chose right now to uh, be part of the Scomodo and build that up. And also uh, you are uh, working in the film industry uh, as a director assistant, production yeah. assistant. And you said, no, I don't want right now to go for any university degree or education or, or so. I think it was it was interesting to hear your why behind that. I just don't like the school system. I just can't fit in the school system. It's not the way that I feel. I just can't have someone who is on top of me and just tells me what I have to do, the way I have to do, what I have to study. Also, that's not good. I want to study whatever I want to study, not mm. you tell me you have to study history of cinema. Mm. And I'm going to give you a grade. No, that's Mm -hmm. not fair. I mean, if I want to study history of cinema, I'm going to do it in my private home. And there is no one that's going to give me grades for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair. And also having strict hours and dates. And I just don't believe that's the way it should be. Because it completely 
takes away the passion about it. You know, mm. it becomes mm. systematic, you know, very strict. Mm. And if I'm passionate about movies, I'm going to show it by studying by myself, studying what I like most, and not just going to school, going to university every day and standing there listening. That's not the way I show passion. Mm. And education, I mean, it is born out of an industrial system as yeah. well. And huge amounts of people needs to be, in one way or the other, educated. So one would say, well, some kind of system needs to be there. And for those, maybe, that are not that passionate and driven by something so that they can guide themselves, right? I mean, yeah, you no, happen to right. maybe have that kind of, you know, drive and you know how to move in different situations mm -hmm. and what kind of knowledge and education to absorb on your own or organized and so on or with others. And then there are others that don't maybe have that and they need to be somehow taken care of in some kind yeah. of system. But I totally agree with you in terms of the fact that, that the education has become extremely elitistic and also very uh, industrially you know, driven. There is very little space for discovering people's talent or mm. helping them to discover their talent and their passion and uh, inspire them uh, in different levels. It's more yeah. like up to you to figure it out It's and just go. It's very robotic. Yeah. Like yeah. you feel like a computer. What is it that you are fascinated about in the cinema industry as such, as an expression? What I've always liked the most is that in a way with movies you can like stand and watch something for hour and a half, for two hours, four hours, that's completely different from your life. And something that you might never leave, something that is completely made up from someone's mind. So the fact that someone wrote it and someone made it mm. and someone made it become something that you are now seeing, maybe from the other side of the country, makes me feel very um, special in a way. And it's also very empowering. Mm. The fact that you can make something up in your mind and create it, create a product that people from the other side of the country can look at. And maybe it will make them dream, maybe it will make them sad, maybe they will hate it, mm. or maybe it will give them ideas or... Mm. It will make them grow. And that's very special and empowering, the fact that you can make something up that's totally your point of view. That's what made me, made me so passionate about it. Because I thought, wow, that's, that's so special. It's not like music. I mean, in music you do that too. But with movies, it's graphic. You can see it. So mm. it's very special because sometimes when I see something, I think of a movie that I saw. Mm. And when I think of a movie that I saw, I also think of the people who worked mm. on it. Mm. And it makes them feel, in my mind, real and sometimes in a way close to me, even though I don't know them. But the fact that they've so much influenced my life, it's crazy. And that's what I like the most. And also... Working in the movie industry, it's very, very challenging. It's very hard, mm. but very, very beautiful mm. because you find yourself doing a job that there is no way you can learn. Like there is no school that will teach you how to work in the movies because 
it's not just a job that you have to do in a way, but it's something so difficult and hard because you have to be very passionate, you have to be very driven. It's not something that you learn. That's why I also chose to do this because no one can teach me how to do it. So I will do it myself. What would you define as like your passion, you know? In a philosophical way, what I'm most passionate about is to keep myself in complete freedom. Like having the complete freedom to say and do whatever I want to in order to live a, a nice life should be completely freedom. Like completely. So that's also why I don't believe in the school system. I don't believe in the regular job system and this industrial world that we're living in because I'd like to be completely free every day. But in a more practical way, I'm also very passionate about overcoming all the challenges that I'm given every day in a big and in a small way. Like the smallest challenges that I can have every day and the big challenges, like the ones that I'm fighting with Komodo. That's what I'm very passionate about. Not seeing limits, but always overcoming them in a way. I'm very passionate about giving freedom to other people. Not only for me, because I can be completely free if people around me are not free. So I'm working on it and... I'd like to make this change and have people being completely free. So what do you think that your generation right now need or wish the most? What they need most is something to believe in. Because I see a lot of people my age that are like, I don't know, lost, mm. you know? Mm. Like walking around and just, they don't know what to do, but in a way that, makes them feel like they don't know more what to believe in. They don't really know where they are. They don't know how the world works. And they don't know what they have to do in order to be happy or to make people around them happy. And they feel like their time is just going, just passing, without a meaning. I see a lot of young people depressed because of this, because they don't believe in something that's bigger, like a bigger cause. And, and what about the, the, all the digital connection points that we have nowadays? Has that helped or is it even making things worse? I don't really know what's my opinion on social media because mm. I don't really use it that much. I know how to use it. I'm just not too attached to it. But in a way, it helps people connect with each other in a way that's more intimate, but at the same time, more distant like talking on Instagram we have a very intimate conversation where we're so far away from each other so in a way it doesn't help people because it creates a bond that you wouldn't find in a outside of the social media so it's creating social connections that you wouldn't find outside of the internet so that's making People, I think, very confused. And I don't think that's helping too much. In a way, it makes you feel more powerful because you see all things that are easier to do. 
like before you didn't have social media so if you wanted to contact someone it would be very difficult or to reach something or to discover something mm -hmm. so in a way it's making feel people more empowered by making things easier to find but in a way it's making them confused because it's not something real not something that's tangible mm. so it's making people very confused I think especially young people and what was the reason why you picked the, to do the monthly newspaper Scomodo in uh, paper instead of digital it was mostly because we are in a particular moment where everything can be seen on the screens mm -hmm. everything just goes through social media and through the internet and what's the problem with in the internet is that everything has a smaller impact you know you see a viral video of i don't know a kid singing in a supermarket you know it goes viral it has like 20 million views and in two days everyone forgets about it so that's what's what's happening also to news you see uh, the news talking about maybe a big war or something very bad that's happened and in two minutes you forgot about it because that's how the internet works it gives you so many informations that you're after a while you forget about what you read two minutes ago so with paper you don't forget what you read because you have seen it you have taken a bit of time to read it you have flipped the pages you were holding it in your hand it has a weight it has a smell it has colors so you just remember what you saw because there are so little informations that you remember them all mm -hmm. so we wanted to do something that will last in people's minds and something that was totally different from what the world was giving us in that moment. The world is bombing us with informations and the internet. So we did something that was completely different and we only want our newspapers to be on papers. We will never put them on the internet. We all have different, you could say, transformational points in our lives uh, that influence us a lot. What are those for you, even if you're only 20 years old, but still? Yeah, well, I'm only 20 years old, but I think that quite a bit of things have happened me, to mm. me in the last year. And what's changed me the most, and it's been... Uh, my parents have divorced last year, and my father went to live in, in a neighborhood, and me and my mother went to live in another neighborhood, And then my mother left and went to Milan. So I stayed alone because my father was in Japan and my mother was in Milan. So I was completely left alone. And in that moment, I was 18, maybe, 18 and a half. And I felt so lonely and so independent and so empowered at the same time. And that made me grow a lot and that changed me a lot and that's mainly my transformational point it's like if I in that moment when I was completely alone in that house and I had to find another house to go live in and then I had to find another and then I was completely homeless for a while and I had like this backpack mm -hmm. on my back 
And I went around and said, can I come sleep at your house? Can I come sleep at your house? And I was, in that moment, I felt, I don't know, I just felt something bigger in front of me, you know. I said, you know, all the problems that I had before, all the issues, all that was all so futile, so stupid. And that made me grow a lot and then changed my mind completely. I was a totally different person when I was 16 or 17 or even 18. But I made a very drastic change in those years. And that was the main transformational point, even though I'm only 20. Mm-hmm. That completely and drastically changed me. It was very hard. I'm still coping with it. It's not too easy for me, but I feel very lucky that I had the chance to live such a negative moment because it made my mind completely change. And I feel that when we have these moments that put us through pain and are very negative, we have to feel lucky we had them and we, we've gone through them. One of the challenging learnings would be to go through different things from your perspective and still not to judge people. Yeah. So not, I don't know, judging parents is very easy, I guess, and, and, and other people and so on. How yeah, about- no, that's what I focused more on. Mm-hmm. When I was, you know, when, when this happened, I was very mad. I was very angry. But I just said, why do I have to be angry? Why do I have to suffer for something that I didn't do? Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I already have to suffer for the things that I did. I also have to suffer for the things that someone else did. And I said, that's stupid. I don't want to suffer for any of these things. So mm-hmm. I completely uh, took away from my mind the anger, sadness, and judgment, and all these negative things that are not useful. Mm-hmm. I said, what's useful and what's not. If you um, assume that you have all doors open to you and all kinds of resources available to you, uh, what would you rush to innovate or change? I would really like to, in a way, enhance the humanity in our societies. And if you could give like one piece of advice to people who are leaders out there, whether they're leading companies or leading you know, organizations or politicians, whoever they are as so-called leaders, mm-hmm. um, leaders in the sense that people are following them. Yeah. What, what, what kind of advice, if there's one, would you give them? I would tell them to listen. I would tell them to think about who they have around, what they have around, and be careful not to only think in a short term, but also see things long term and that's pretty much what i would advise what i say what i would say to anyone because if everyone would think this way things would be better in a way mm-hmm. things would grow larger and would last longer also great advice <laughs> and is there anything that you would say is like the one most important thing for companies to focus on right now? So I would tell them also to not only think about, like we were saying before, about what's going to make me earn more, what's going to make me grow more, what's going to make me last more, but think of what were the word 
needs now, what the people needs now. So they should be listening to the people's needs and create something that is useful, create something that is more friendly in a way and not just more economic or more easier to do for them or they should focus on producing useful things that the people really needs. So not only focusing on earning more and being bigger and growing and because that, that things are going to fade in a way. That things are not what's going to make the, the company enlarge and last. That's what makes them grow bigger in a way but fade away in a while because it doesn't make them mean something. It doesn't add value. Sarah, my last question to you is, what do you think actually that the world needs most at this time? We should be more conscious about our actions and more kind in a way and gentle. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks a lot for sharing everything. And for people who want to find out more about uh, Scomoto, for example, Mm -hmm. should they head to the website? Yeah, we have a website that's called leggiscomodo.org so it's spelled l-e-g-g-i-s-c-o-m-o-d-o dot org yes Mm -hmm. and also uh, I will put the links and the show notes on corporateunplugged.com slash podcast so they can read it thank you remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify and Acast and share this episode with your network and friends for impact Share it with people you know would benefit from hearing this episode. Thanks for listening and until next time, live with purpose and remember to unplug. Ciao, Sarah. Ciao.